Let's do it. Do it till your hands sting a little bit. Amen. We're not clapping for man. We're clapping to the Lord. We thank you, Jesus. While you're clapping your hands, lift that voice. So clap your hands, all you people. And shout unto the Lord with the voice of triumph. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, that feels good. Let's do it again. Praise God. Amen, amen. One of my, my daughters, both Arya and Chloe, one of their favorite things to do is uh, baptize each other. They see baptisms all the time, and and I guess they chose a place in the living room where we are you, the place that you provided for us, and they were having baptismal service while I was gone. Mom was doing maybe cooking something, and, and my wife came in the next day into that little that living room, and and Chloe said, "Mom, you're on my Holy Ghost." Get off my Holy Ghost. And my wife said, what are you talking about? She said, get off my Holy Ghost right now. You got to know Chloe. And my wife finally figured out that the place where she was standing was the baptismal tank, that little little carpet there. Amen. I, I know that's a silly story, but I don't let no devil get on your Holy Ghost. I ain't saying my wife is the devil now. You with me? But don't let any situation, how about that, step on your Holy Ghost. We serve a God that is able. Amen. Yesterday, it was actually last Saturday, pastor and sister introduced us to this pizza place that I've, t- I've never had pizza. I- I'm going to, oh, I'm going to be coming back through Huntington every time I can. If not only for the friendship, I'm going to go to that pizza place. We were sitting there in that little dining room yesterday because I had to go back. And uh, my daughters, they put their hands on the middle of the table, and all of a sudden, they just screamed, We agree! Really loud. Loud. Everybody looked over, and I thought, What? I said, What'd you girls do? Let's do that again. And they said, Selah taught us this. We put our hands in the middle, and then we throw them up and say, We agree. We agree just to have church today. I mean, really, really. Let's let's put our hearts in the middle and let's agree that today is God's day. Put everything else aside and say, we agree. God, today is your day. Amen, amen, amen. Y'all, if y'all just do something for me and I I just do something for me this week and I'm going to join you. Think of somebody, think of somebody that you know that is not a congregation just yet. And make it a point to, to cozy up to them in a text message or a phone call. Do, do it this way. Call them and say, I've been thinking and praying about you. Yeah, do that. Do that. Okay. And then say, would you like to come to church with me? We're having revival. And I think this might be a special week for you to come to church. Amen. Yes. Would you agree? Amen. Yes. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Turning in our Bibles to the, to the book of Job. It is. It, the book of Job is 
is captivating. If you think life is going bad for you, read the book of Job. You start feeling better about your life. Amen. Job, the 14th chapter. And I, I really want the Lord to help me today. Amen. To follow after him. Job, the 14th chapter. We're going to start at verse number 7. Amen. And I think the media team will pull it up. Uh, if you don't have your Bible, you can follow along. Boy, I like the media team. They can even read it in Spanish. Amen. Amen. For there is hope of a tree, if it be cut down, that it will sprout again. That the tender branch thereof will not cease. Through the, or though the root thereof wax old in the earth, and the stock thereof die in the ground. Boy, doesn't that sound hopeless? Yet through the scent of water, it will bud and bring forth bows like a plant. I, I want us to, to use our thinking caps here this morning. This scripture is compelling because it's telling us a tree can be cut down. The roots die and grow old in the earth. And the stump that's left there can even die. The branches are removed from it. The trunk is removed from it. And water is even gone. And the only thing left is the very scent <laughs> of water. And through the scent of water, it'll come back. Praise God. Clap your hands to the Lord and thank Him. What He's going to do in this place today. We thank you, Jesus. We magnify you, God. We bless you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. The Lord bless you. Thank you for standing. You may be seated today in the presence of the Lord. There is a setting of scripture in the book of Daniel. And Daniel, you know, the book of Psalms is so easy to, it's easy to read and understand because, you know, David, David just, he, he his audience was a, a bunch of sheep. And sheep don't talk back and tell you how bad. I'm talking literal sheep, amen. They don't talk back and tell you how bad you've done and, David was not a man of education, but Daniel was a totally different cut from a totally different cloth. And, and the book of Daniel is, is one that takes, takes a little bit of brain power, amen, and Holy Ghost power to read and understand. There is a, a setting in, in the fourth chapter of Daniel when, when the Bible talks to us and introduces us to a man by the name of Nebuchadnezzar. The Bible says he was the Nebuchadnezzar, the king, not a king, but the king of all the people, nations, and languages. Time. Everybody knew who King Nebuchadnezzar was. He was a man of great power, prestige, and reputation. He was a man that, that, 
that we can see here. He he praised the Lord. And, and it's interesting, you know, to think about how and why he praised the Lord. He he did it from a a self a self appointed and self centered perspective. He says in Daniel two, I thought it good to show the signs and wonders that the that the Most High God has wrought toward me. There's a lesson we can learn here that the good things that God has done in our lives and and maybe you might be a man or a woman that has a good job and that's in reputation, but never forget to go in life that He has led you in the paths of righteousness, not for your name's sake, not for your glory's sake. But for his name's sake. Amen. And then in verse number three, he he says, Oh, this kingdom and this dominion, that, that is from generation to generation. The story goes on. This king, this Nebuchadnezzar, he he went to sleep one night and began to dream. And in this dream, he says, I I I was sore afraid because because this dream that I had, this visions that were in my head, they began to trouble me. And the Bible says that he called musicians and astrologers, the Chaldeans and the soothsayers. And any indication of the way that this man fought. When you're in trouble, don't call. Oh, God, help me, Jesus, on some Uh, Oh, God, I don't want to misbehave here on a psychic or a psychotherapist, but call on the name of Jesus. Boy, you can tell a whole lot about somebody uh, by where they take their troubles to. Take me to Jesus. Praise God. Man, so finally... When these soothsayers and astrologers and magicians, they could not tell him what the dream's interpretation was. There comes a young man by the name of Daniel that that is a man of God. Finally, Nebuchadnezzar had the sense to call on the man of God. And I, I do. And there are times, you know, if it's a small problem, you know, I got a cold package of fries from McDonald's, I'll call them to complain about it. But when, when I'm in need of advice, I call on God and the man of God. You, I don't even know why I feel like saying this, but you better be careful where you seek advice from. You, you've got to be careful, especially when it comes to matters of, of the soul and salvation. Brother, make sure you go to the right place to get advice. Amen. Here I go again. Page one. Not even two paragraphs down. Praise God. Daniel comes in and he says, would you recount to me this vision And he says, there was a tree that was in the middle of the earth. And the height of this tree was so great. The tree grew and the tree was strong. And the height thereof reached unto heaven. And the sight thereof, it didn't matter where you stood in the earth. You could see this tree. The leaves weren't 
withered and yellowed and but but they were they were fair and, and the fruit it wasn't just it was it was very very much fruit and in every piece of fruit there was meat enough for all the beasts of the field gathered themselves under this tree and they found a place of security beneath its shadow the fowls of the heavens dwelt and the branches thereof and and all of the flesh was, was fed of this tree. He said, but, but, but there came a voice out of, out of the heavens and cried aloud. And it said, hew down the tree of its branches. Shake off the leaves and scatter the fruit. The beasts that are under it, let them get away. And the fowls that are in its branches, let them be scattered. Strip away everything from this tree. Voice of passion that heard that shouted from the heavens. And then it said, Nevertheless, you just make sure that you leave a stump of his roots in the earth. And on that stump, you're gonna bind it with with, with a band of iron and brass. And Daniel says, King, I got to tell you, that tree that you saw that was that tree that was strong, that was you. Your leaves were fair and your fruit is very much there. There are people that have found economy around you. But he says, King, there's going to come a point in time when you're going to be driven from men and your dwelling is going to be with the beasts of the field. They're going to make you to eat the grass of oxen and there's going to be dew from a heaven that wets your back. Seven times are going to pass over you and you're going to know that the Most High God rules in the kingdom of men. And it is God that gives to whomever he will. And Daniel, under the anointing, turns his back and walks out of the room. And old Nebuchadnezzar, time begins to continue to click on by. And it's not very long. Go, God, help me tonight till that prophecy becomes a distant memory. And these events in his life are triggered one dewy morning. When he steps out on his balcony and looks over the palisade and the wonderful gardens. And he looks out at all of his men servants and maid servants. And he looks over his table. And in Daniel 4 and 30, the king said, Is this not great Babylon that I have built for the house of the kingdom by the might of my power? And for the honor of my majesty. All of us in this room this morning are cringing because don't you remember Nebuchadnezzar? But how often have we been there? When and even though we knew the outcome of that sinning as we sit here today, we can all say, Nebuchadnezzar, what was
was your problem. But the writer John says that all of the sins that we have committed go back to three motivators. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. When we get to the place, oh God help me tonight. When we get a longing, especially for that which is forbidden. And we begin to desire after that. And our eyes are filled with that. And our heart is filled with that. It's not very long. Oh, God, help me, Jesus, until pride opens the door to every sin. This week, oh, God, help me this week. I got a phone call. And the person on the other line proclaimed, Oh, I can, I can, I can handle this and I can stop this anytime I want to, but I'm in jo- God help us and deliver us and help us to know that you are the source of our strength and we need you in the morning, we need you in the evening. I need you on a Monday. I need you on a Tuesday. I need you on a Wednesday. I need you on a Thursday. God, help me. Clap your hands to the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. That quick, that quick, Daniel 4 and 31 says, while this word was in the king's mouth, he didn't even, he didn't even get to express it fully. And there came a voice again from heaven saying, the kingdom is departed from you. And in, oh God, help me. And in verse 33, that, that hour, the same hour, not minutes, not hours, but that same moment was the thing fulfilled upon Nebuchadnezzar. But I want us to remember that there was a stump in the earth. (laughs) And if there's a stump in the earth, That lets me know that there is something that God can. It reminds me of of old Samson. His strength was taken from him because his vow was 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 disannulled and he he crossed some lines many lines but but when it came down to it they 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 cut his hair delilah and as he's grinding at the mill oh god y'all gotta lean in real close i'm about to do a little bit of preaching here well he was grinding at the mill there was something that started to happen at the root <laughs> You guys got to follow me now. Hadn't yet returned. But there was something that started happening right up here. <laughs> oh, if y'all haven't, oh, y'all want me, y'all want me to tell you what my title is? What is left? Oh God, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm not here to ask you about what you lost. I'm 
Ghost. But what I'm here to do in the Holy Ghost is get you to focus on what's left. What's left? Amen. As those roots, hallelujah, started working. Y'all, oh God, help me, Jesus. While they were singing that song, I I wrote down in my little book, it's amazing. The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, before something begins to change on the outside, there's got to be something that changes right here. Amen. I remember when my wife, y'all want me to tell you a quick story. The timer, I'll tell you. My wife, she met me, and, uh, hey man, oh, oh, it's real talk right here. Here's a real talk. Y'all ready for some real talk? I mean, I, I can't see. Y'all ready for some real talk? I'm going to tell you some real talk. I got a paycheck. Amen. It was my last paycheck because I was literally in between jobs. I'm, my, my folks never taught me. Don't ever quit a job till you have a job. Oh boy, I'm, 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 I feel good. Don't quit a job till you have a job. You, you hang out with that bad boss till you get a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, y'all get it. Y'all get what I'm saying. So I did, but I took off three weeks. And, and yeah, the pay period is two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. But I took off between jobs three weeks and so I got a check in the mail my last paycheck from the last job before I started my new job that was seven dollars and 77 cents but oh yeah but I'd also preached out and 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 somehow thank God that preacher sent me a check for a couple hundred dollars and and I had to go down to this conference and I had to lead just do whatever I had to do and so I got there and when I walked in the door my wife was singing, and I thought, oh, praise the Lord. Who that? New hair, who this? Yeah. Amen. We got married. We got married. And my wife thought she was marrying the richest man in the world. We went on our honeymoon. Oh, boy. My guy started my new job. I'm telling you, we went on a honeymoon. I remember we were eating so good. My wife, it was one of those nights, she said, Stanley, can we just go to Jack in the Box? And I thought, you want to go to... We, 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 I'm telling you, when we ate good, brother, we were eating good. Good. We got back from our honeymoon, and I sat down. I said, all right, babe, I guess I got to pay all the bills. I'd been gone for three and a half weeks, you know, and so we get back, and I sat down and paid, started paying the bills. And I paid the water bill. I paid the light bill. I paid the lease. I didn't have a car payment at the time. Thank God. And when we got done, I said, babe, we're sitting at that little table. I said, we got $13. I'll never forget. She looked at me, and she just burst out of tears. And she said, what are we going to do? I said, we're going to go eat. You want Korean food? And we went to one of my favorite. It was an expensive Korean restaurant. And I don't, I don't know. And let me just tell you, I'll tell you that whole story. You know, when I get broke, I don't just go broke. I go baroque. I do it fancy, honey. I may be the poorest man in the building, but trust me, ain't nobody going to know it. Amen. <laughs> I remember my- Oh, son, there's a difference in between poor and broke. 
we, we, we're broke right now. We ain't poor. Don't start acting poor. Go get you a bath. There ain't no running water. All right, you go figure something out. You don't, hey amen. Don't, don't, don't be acting poor. Baroque. What I'm, what I'm talking about is a state of mind. If Samson hadn't started thinking differently, he would have died at the mill. There are some folk that are going to be Baroque always because they don't think differently. you got to stop, brother. Let God start working in them roots. I, I wrote this down. It, it hit me right here. 30. can get a renewed mind there are some folk in this house that need to start praying for a renewed mind I gotta start thinking differently oh praise God am I doing alright y'all praise God amen Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I've been there. I'm on tell I'm on Flex. I don't feel like sharing all this. I've been there. Having to go preach somewhere. Have holes, two holes in your britches, one on each each leg way up here. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Yeah, y'all know what I'm talking about. You got holes in the bottom of your shoe and it's raining. You walk in with with I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you real talk right now. With your socks soaking wet. I'm going to tell you something, though. Let me tell you something, though. But my suit was steamed and my shirt was ironed, even though there were holes in it. I'm going to tell y'all something else. And my shoes on top were shined, even though my feet were soaking wet. Because, honey, uh, my thinking was, I may be here, but this is not where I belong. This is not where I am staying. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I... I I'd be walking up on them platforms like this. I didn't want nobody to see that hole. I'd be, I'd, I wouldn't even kneel down because I was embarrassed about the holes in my shoes. I got real slack. I'd be kneeling down like this praying for folk. I'm to brothers and sisters. <laughs> Let your mind be renewed in the spirit of God. You, here I am again. That's why I like to pray through. That's why I like, I like to pray till I start thinking different. And I cannot tell you how many situations I've been in where the situation didn't change, but God changed me. Woo! Clap your hands to the Lord right now. I know y'all get the point. I'm going to tell you one more story. I was preaching down in Missouri, and the preacher, boy, we had a, we had a I think, a two-week revival schedule. I got there. There was, I'm not kidding, there was five people. And the pastor, let me think, let me count. One, two, three, five. Yeah, five people. Then the wife on the piano, him over there, me over down here just trying to make a whole lot of noise, you know, just act like there was a whole bunch of people in the building. And the pastor said, oh, Brother Hopkins, 
I got to tell you what, you see all this, I, I, he said, you see all this property right here? He said, I'm, I, I'm, in the, I'm, in the, I'm in the process of designing a building that's going to go right here. And then down over here, you see that freeway? He said, right there, I'm going to buy that property right there. And we're going to make it a, a hope center, a drug center. And, and I, I remember, I, I thought to myself, hmm, Brother Floyd. That's exactly what you need to do. You may be here right now, but this ain't where you're staying. That was an indicator to me of a man that's been in a place of prayer that's seen something and then say it. That is a vision that's going to change. But it all begins where you think. Y'all, I'm getting hung up. Yeah, it's like, boy, my parents, my parents, they, I'll never forget one Sunday morning. Well, I used to live in Colorado Springs, where I was born, got the Holy Ghost for the first time. We had a, we had a station wagon that was blue, big old blue, big old ugly thing. I'm telling you, ugly. And I remember that thing, it was a, oh man, a gas hog, the mirror, you had, if you want to look in the back, you had to lift up the mirror so you could see it fall right back down. It didn't have no hubcaps on it. It had them big old black, you know, not even nice, the, the, palooza, the, the police cruiser type that has a, you know, equidistant perfect circles. This thing was just tore up. And I'll never forget one Sunday morning, my dad pulling into the parking lot. We hit this, this, this little, this, this ballard right there. Boy, we, we, we he was pulling in, man. And we went to sliding and boom, hit that, bit the license plate right down the middle. I hit my nose on the back seat because we didn't buckle in back then. Blood starts pouring out. And the special thing about this car is you didn't have to put the brake on to change gears. Oh, matter of fact, you didn't even really need the key to start it. You just kind of turned the thing. Man, he pulled. We backed up and he pulled in. Oh, he never changed the way he was driving. I can still in my mind see him just coming in like he was driving a, a Cadillac Escalade. <laughs> coming in. Man, he parked that thing. You, I, there are pictures of me and my sister in that blue station wagon and my mom's looking like it's a Ferrari. <laughs> Leaning back on that thing like it was brand new. Out there every Saturday morning washing it. Yeah. I'm talking about the way you think. Well, well, this old piece of junk, maybe God will bless you with something new. And now he ain't going to bless you if you can't take care of that. You got to change the way you think. Oh, we call somebody pray for the preacher right now. I'm so distracted. I'm on page four or nine. Y'all, what do y'all think? Uh, okay, let me tell. Let me just continue on here. The the Jesus said the devil's job description, John ten and ten. The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. No, no. Watch this. Once a thing is stolen, it's the devil's. It's the devil's business to make us focus on what was lost, so he can kill your hope. Because he knows that hope, when it's deferred, it maketh the heart sick. Amen. He wants to destroy your future, your literal future, and your eternal future. 
but today I've come with the word. The word is this. He's not only the God of what you lost, but he is the God of what is left. like that old that old prodigal son he's just in the pig pen and he's st- and finally he comes to himself and says why am i here eating the, the slop with these hogs the, a jewish boy that didn't even eat the meat of a hog but here i am eating the meat with the hogs i don't belong here i'm a prince i've got to go back there's something that changed in his mind though yes. no, it didn't change in his surrounding nebuchadnezzar at the end of days, you can read it in Daniel 4 and 34 through 47. And he, 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 something changed in his thinking. And he, he says, I praised and honored him that liveth forever. That whose dominion is an everlasting dominion. And isn't this amazing? It used to be my kingdom and my dominion. And my, but now it's, it's, it's his kingdom. And at the same time, time. I want y'all to get this, Daniel 4 and 36. And while he's, remember a while ago when he was praising himself at that same moment? But when he began to praise God, you see, and then the previous section at the same hour it departed. But, but Daniel 4 and 36, at the same time! And, and here's this word again, my reason Y'all know what that word, my thinking. It was all crooked. But in that moment, it came back to me. And not only did my, the glory of my kingdom and my honor and my brightness returned unto me. And then my counselors and my Lord sought unto me and I was established in the place. You need to be renewed in your thinking, brother. You need to be renewed in your thinking, sister. Oh, God, help me. How long have I been preaching? Amen. All right. Gideon, we're going to win this war. You're a mighty man of valor. Let me change the way you're thinking. Don't fetch behind the wine press. Lord said, down to 10,000, down to 300. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of y'all, if you were in Gideon's place, you'd be focusing on the 21,700 that left. But Gideon had a, had a mind change where he knew that God gets saved by many or God gets saved by few. See, Gideon, we're going to win this war not by what was lost, but by what's left. This little widow lady. Yeah, God has a way of reminding us that he's in control. And he's the Lord of what's left. This little widow lady. It's clear she had an understanding of of God's divine order. Because she said, thy servant, my husband. But mm, God help me, Jesus. Wives, 
there is liberating powerful power that you can place on your husband when you realize that he's God's first your husband's second <laughs> Woo! y'all ready for more real talk sometimes I can be a very we don't say this word in my house but you know stupid a stupid husband and I've done a lot of said done and said a lot of stupid things my wife I can tell when I do something so silly I oh man oh man oh man oh man it, it, it's like there's this quietness that gets on her and I can tell that she ain't talking to herself she ain't calling her friends and complaining. She don't do that anyway. I think that's, hey, don't, don't be getting in the trap of having them fight, friends. Oh, while I'm on it. Oh, no, not while I'm on it. Let me just stay, let me just stay focused. Yeah, and I could tell that she's, that she's talking to God, and it's not very long. You ever seen that scripture where one way to get your prayer hindered is by, by, by being rude to your wife? You know, I think it's in Peter. Yeah, and I go to prayer, and I think, oh, my goodness. And I got to call my wife and say, Honey, I'm trying to touch God, but before I can do that, because she's got an understanding, thy servant, my husband. Oh, sister, you can put some prayers on your husband that make him so uncomfortable that he'll change. You don't got to nag him to it. You pray him through it. Oh, babe, write that down so I can preach it somewhere else one day. You don't got to nag him to it. You pray him through it. Thy servant, my husband. Okay. I'm getting all messed up here. Come on, keep okay. Amen. Not even, not even, that's like pastoral. I'm way off the train here, brother. Anyway, oh, God help me. Let me get back. So she says, this, we, we thy servant, my husband, we've lost everything. He, 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 he did fear the Lord, but now the creditors have come to take my sons as bondmen. And, and, and she said, but, but, but she understood that, that, that if I do something, God can do anything. You, you've got to get to the situation that may seem. And you can sit there and suck your thumb and complain to anybody that will listen. But I got to ask you, have you tried to do something? I got friends every time they text me. I right? To do so. I mean, have you tried praying about this? Have you tried? It? Oh, God, God, God. Okay, all right. Okay, sit down. I can tell I'm, I'm out of time here. So, and so, and so she's like, I've sold everything, the table, the piano, the couch. And, and, and so look at what the prophet asks her. He says, tell me, tell me, what do you have left? He wasn't concerned about what she had lost. I feel the Holy Ghost asking somebody today. He doesn't care about what you lost, but he's, he's asking you, what do you have left? Because get this, what you have left 
is what God will use to restore and rebuild and renew. There are some that are waiting for God to restore to you. But, but, but maybe that's not the way the miracle's going to work this time. Uh, maybe the way the miracle's going to work is when you give God what you've got left. I have lived long enough to see when the thing that I place the highest prior- priorities on will be the very thing that comes back to either destroy or restore oh God help me if you put a premium on a relationship over God you're going to live to reap but if you put God over there if, if all you have in your house is just a little bit of oil God, there are days uh, when I didn't feel full of the Holy Ghost, uh, but I kept and protected what I've got. And it won't be long until what you protected will come back around and be the thing that protects you. That's why I say, "Mm, God, help me, help me, help me, help me. You may be down to your bottom dollar, but don't, don't, don't make the mistake of paying the bill and paying this and paying that before you give your tithes. Because if you'll protect what's God's, God will come back around and protect you. I've lived it. I've seen it. I've done it. Don't tell me God's a liar. While I'm on this real talk, I, you know, tonight we should just shout. I'm preaching two messages in one. Sit, be seated real quick. I'll never forget my mom. We were going through a hard time. And I'm telling you, we didn't even have enough. We, oh man, oh man. I remember her getting change out of the ashtray for us to stop by the corner store. Y'all know, I know, y'all know what a corner store is? Super expensive milk because it's closer than the grocery store that you can't afford to get to. Yeah. The corner store. Where we? Mm. <laughs> Where we'd get a ham sandwich and then split out the ham. You, you get a piece. You, we're going to cut this thing in thirds. Enjoy. Thank God for the meal. No, it wasn't much. So, good take take a change. I have the corner store going in with fifty seven cents to put in the gas tank. That little digital, you know, little thing on zero. Yeah, she drives to church on zero, back from church on zero. We don't get paid till Friday, but it's only Tuesday. She drives to work on zero, back home on zero, to work on zero. Y'all think I'm lying. Back home from work on zero because there was no backup plan. Where we go? <laughs> and I remember her. I remember her looking at that piano and said, mm, "She told me, son, God gave us that piano the first time, and I'm not gonna sell it. And we're gonna watch God give us the piano the second time." 
whose thinking is messed up that God is reaching for? You're worried about what you've lost, but God is asking you, what do you have left? Hallelujah. Oh, God. Okay. Page six and nine, y'all. I ain't going to finish this. This is, this is what I want us to see. I'm going to last point. You can be seated. So the miracle, the, 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 the mess took place behind closed doors because she had the ability to to make sure that everything looked okay outside of the house. But when she came home inside the house, they sat on the floor. They, sat, they, they didn't eat at the kitchen table. They sat on the floor. And so the miracle took place behind closed doors. The mess that you're in is happening. Behind closed doors. And, and and God wants to restore. He wants to begin the miracle behind closed doors. So when they when they when they go and gather all of the vessels and bring them all into the house and close the door. Oh God! Then the miracle starts taking place. And then the very thing she had left. Oh, that's the sign, brother. Music come. Amen. Pastor told me on Sunday morning, he's like, I know when I'm preaching long because the Sunday school kids start coming back. Amen. Let's stand together as I end this. That when the doors begin to close and, and, and the prophet said, okay, y'all, I want you to go sell. I want you to go sell. You know, the hidden, I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit. The untold stories about miracles. Y'all ready? Can you, can you tune in for just two more seconds? We're not going to spend a lot of time here this afternoon. I know it's late. We're going to come back and see the fruit of this tonight. The, the untold story of miracles is the... Look up here. Miracles take work. Yeah. begin to play there are sometimes when God can in one moment change everything but sometimes he's waiting on us to begin to put in the work so that he can work with us you've been waiting for for some miracle moment to happen but what if the miracle is in your hands with what you've got You've been waiting on somebody to come pray for you in a bolt of light. But no, maybe what if God is saying, I want you to be the one to begin to pray so that I can begin to work with you miracles, signs, and wonders. I've got to ask somebody today, what do you have left? Would you come and let's begin to pray together and give God everything that you've got left.